0: This episode of Hattrick is presented by Running Down the Clock. Tyler Walzak and Puya Ricey co-host an awesome NFL show every week of the regular season and playoffs. And this Thursday, they have their Super Bowl preview show. Listen in to hear two fans talk to fans about football. Available everywhere you get your podcasts. Hello, welcome to Hattrick. I am Jordan Diler-Coltman, joined this week, of course, by Brayden and by Elliot, and we have a very special guest, Puya Ricey, the co-host of Running Down the Clock, the Ordinary Podcasting Network. Every Thursday during the NFL season, Puya, you and your buddy Tyler break down the games, you tell us about what, the, what, what, what all the storylines have been, and I know last week uh, you spent most of your show talking about the WWF or E, but most of the time it's about football and we're so happy to have you here this week because obviously we are now in the week leading up to the super bowl lots of storylines leading into that we're going to have lots of football talk on the show we're going to sneak a little hockey in there too because what the hell but first off welcome to the show puya thank you for being with us how how you doing
1: i'm good thank you so much speaking of hockey i actually got a hockey game tonight myself late night game so i'll be gen to that right after this
0: sick there you go so you'll, you'll you'll be able to you'll be able to be an expert for both both of the two sports we're going to cover tonight this should be fun let's get to it here's topic 1 all right. So as I as I teased there, we are going to talk a little bit about a, a little bit of a hockey game, if you can call what occurred this weekend a hockey game. Uh, it was certainly a hockey event, and uh, I think the NHL takes a lot of uh, pride in it. There was also, of course, an NFL event, and it's not the Super Bowl, nor is it eighty for Brady, which of course was the biggest football story of the weekend, really. Uh, but first, we had the Pro Bowl and the NHL All Star Game all on the same weekend. So a bunch of games that meant absolutely nothing for two of the biggest leagues in North America. Um, I'll go to Braden first because I have a feeling of all of the people sitting sitting here. This might be the one guy who like still clings to that, like nine year old inside him that really enjoyed watching an All-Star game. Braden, first question is, did you watch the All-Star game for the NHL or frankly, the Pro Bowl? Did you watch either of these events and did you enjoy them?
2: So yeah, I definitely uh, hold on to the nine-year-old fandom that is the All-Star Game. The fun of of, of having you know the, the best, the best together play some sort of benefit, some sort of fun game. Uh, I watched the NHL three-on-three three, as well as the skills competition, if you can even call it that. And I didn't watch the pro game itself, the flag football, but I did watch a version of dodgeball because I guess that's now in in the All-Star Game. I want to be with everyone else who loves, uh, you know, bringing fans together to to really um, celebrate the skill and the stardom in both of these leagues. But these games are becoming more and more of a joke. It's so, so hard to watch, like most exciting thing to watch. Was Connor shoot actually doing the event? Actually performing the skill of his accuracy shooting? You, you had a dunk, a dunk tank. It, it was just ridiculous. I'm finding it so much harder to watch these things. Um, it's harder to harder to really be into it and get behind it all.
0: Okay, so let's talk about the Pro Bowl for a second, or I guess the Pro Bowl games, as it's now called. Uh, Pui, you and Tyler talked on Thursday about some of the events that they were scheduled to do with this thing. It's obviously now like a seven-on-seven flag football game for what used to actually be, again, a very gentle game of tackle football. and used to just happen in like Hawaii or something, right? It was like a free vacation for the guys who got in it. But you guys talked about some of the events. There was like... a a, a, a water balloon toss. There was this event where they were like tied to a wall and some of the big guys had to pull a wall. And then obviously Braden mentioned the dodgeball game. You guys kind of were joking about it beforehand. Did you watch any of it? And if, if whether you watched it or not, like what, what's happened to the pro bowl, man?
1: I didn't watch it. I saw highlights of it. My question about all of it is, first off, I'll say, I appreciate that they're trying new things to try and make it interesting because these all-star games have been slipping for years in a lot of sports where they're not interesting. I can appreciate they're making an effort to do something. My question about this, who is this directed at? Like, what's the target market? A lot of people who are passionate about football, they don't really care about these egg toss events, you know, tossing water balloons. It's a lot of novelty stuff. One thing I know they do in basketball is for the dunk competition, they don't get the all-stars always. They get people around the league who are good at dunking. So you're not limiting to those who are in the games because you might see the fastest guy in the league might not be an all-star. So I don't know who these are for. A lot of them just seem kind of irrelevant, pointless, arbitrary games that they're just picking out of a hat. Let's see them do this. Like it's a circus act. I just, I don't know who's really interested in watching this. Who's the target demographic for it?
0: For sure. Uh, Elliot, are you the target demographic? Did you watch either the Pro Bowl or the NHL All-Star game? No,
3: but I will tell you, <laughs> like, I, I mean, it's just, it's silly. Like, uh, let's watch, uh like, elite athletes play high school gym sports. That's going to be fun. Yeah, that's really cool. That's exciting. Uh The only thing worse than the actual games itself and the events – was having to listen to Kevin Bieksa try and commentate as though it was a real hockey game Mm -hmm. and there was something going on. Uh, I caught some of that on social media and that was ridiculous. Like trying to break down a three-on-three rush in which they're trying to pass seven times because literally no one wants to shoot. Yeah, that's really what I out of this. I will take a somewhat different approach though. I think these events are incredibly important to these leagues, particularly at NHL, because they serve an important uh, purpose. They serve an important purpose for the league around sponsorship, rewarding their sponsors and getting people excited about hockey and activating certain markets. And I think Florida never looked better. You, you can, I now feel a little bit more comfortable with Florida being a hockey place. I've never really, it's never really, it's never really mattered to me, um, but they did. They should be playing golf in an all-star game. Look, look, I'm not saying it's perfect.
0: They but played golf in the Pro Bowl, crazy. too. Wasn't there like a longest drive competition, too? We're not even having these professional athletes ah. who are the best in the world at their sports, play their own sports. Like said, and now they're Lynn. doing something else.
3: Like I said, Jim, but, but but the point still stands. This is important for the league in terms of what it does from a business perspective, particularly around sponsorship and drumming up entertainment. I understand <laughs> that. And that's that seems to be it seems to be a business thing more than anything else. It's the who's who of hockey coming together in a place to drum up business activity in that place and say it was because of the league. And in new markets or unconventional markets, it serves a purpose from a business standpoint. But unfortunately, business and sports and entertainment, as we know on a bunch of different fronts, you can't generally can't hit all three. And so, you know, then you end up getting what you get.
0: All right. I, I don't want to belabor this whole point. Obviously, the All-Star game is not as prestigious as perhaps it once was or the Pro Bowl, for that matter. Let, let me finish with this really quickly, uh, and we'll try to keep it brief because we got a lot of coverage here on the Super Bowl. But I haven't asked any of you to do the, the homework on this, so you're on the spot with this one. But just for a second, like like uh, Puya said, and I think, Elliot, you called them like gym games or something. I think Puya on your guys' show on the weekend, you call it like sports day, which is totally what it feels like. It's like intramurals what's the one thing you'd like one of these professional athletes to do at one of these events that they haven't done? Like what's the one skill you think a hockey player has in a different way that would be an interesting twist. Now, the previous ones that, you know, like with the NHL side of it, you know, the last two Vegas and now Florida, they've tried to make like a little local flavor. So last year they did like an accuracy shooting thing out on the Bellagio fountain, right? This year, obviously they had that silly golf course thing. They also did the thing where they were shooting pucks at surfboards for the dunk tank. If you've got the, the, pro bowl guys now throwing water balloons at each other. What's the thing you'd like to see a football player do or a hockey player do that isn't in their own sport. If you can think again, I'm totally putting you guys on the spot. So I apologize. Anybody want well, to, for, yeah, me, Brandon, go for
2: me, the biggest, the biggest thing is I think what's going against what's, what's really hard for these all-star games is that we have the emergence of the internet or we have high, high skill everywhere. So being able to see top talent performing on you know, skills competitions I want to see the top end talent in the dunk contest. I want to see LeBron James, for for example, seeing Connor in a in a competition other than skating. That's what I want to see.
1: So it's kind of a cop out answer, but I don't have an exact answer of what I'd like to see. But one thing that these All Star games do showcase is the personality of the players. So it lets the fans kind of see the players. The, the lighter side of them, right? Because you you can't put the competition in these events the same way as they they do the normal course of the season. Because you risk injuries. You know, it's not a friendly situation when you're putting opposing guys together and getting them to really compete. So you don't see that real competition in the All-Star Games. So it's a better chance to get these guys to actually show their personalities. I know there's been a lot of complaints about hockey players kind of have a very dry personality. It's very plain. Like, they all give the same interview. It's been cliched a million times. But in the All-Star Games, you can actually get to kind of connect to the players. So give them an opportunity to maybe control the All-Star Games and the events themselves. Like, let the players take over. Don't let the league decide what to do. Put it in the hands of the players. Let them showcase what they want an all-star game to seem like. And the fans will connect better with the players, knowing that this is what they want to do. This is what they want to showcase. And it'll just be more relatable for everybody.
0: Authenticity. Elliot, you want to take us out? Last one for this one.
3: Drag show. I want to see Connor McDavid <laughs> walk down a uh, runway in high heels. He's got the feet oh, right way.
0: All right. Well, try selling that to the uh, New York Rangers who wouldn't even go out and pride uh, jerseys for their pride night. And Have you seen Florida. his
1: socks? He's not going to yeah. cut into the drag show. <laughs> All
0: right. That's topic one. Topic two this week is brought to us by the Ordinary Podcasting Network's merchandise store. You head over to OrdinaryPodcasts.com right now. You will see that brand new merchandise has been dropping for the last week and a half. New items for a couple of our biggest shows are available now. You can go find a awesome sweatshirt and hat combo for running down the clock. Perfect for your Super Bowl party. And the MCU and Me podcast has a whole bunch of T-shirts. Trust me, there will be spoilers. Head over there today. to Grab something to represent your favorite podcast. All right. The The reason Pouya is here in the first place is to talk about the Super Bowl. So we better get to it, Puyo. Uh Obviously... You know, you guys covered um, the championship round on your show this week. You talked a lot about sort of the matchup, the fact that the Eagles definitely had a much easier time getting uh, through uh, San Francisco once they had no quarterbacks left. And obviously on the other side, we had a much closer game coming down to a field goal. So we have the Eagles and we've got the Chiefs. Obviously, you know, both of these teams present very interesting storylines. The Eagles have been pretty pretty consistent, let's say, throughout the entire season. They, they, they haven't really had too much adversity. Obviously, Jalen Hurts getting hurt was part of that, but even still, the team looked pretty strong. They put themselves in a good position. It looks from the outside, though, like the Chiefs adversity is happening right now, because we don't know the status of Mahomes ankle. However, he did win with half an ankle uh, against a very good uh, Bengals team. When you look at this matchup, what is the tastiest part of it for you? What are you most looking forward to for Sunday?
1: I think I mentioned it on our podcast that I personally don't think we've seen the Eagles play their best game. In none of the games that have counted this year that have mattered, has it been close? It's been a massive blowout by them every time. And that's just because the opposition didn't show up or they had injuries or whatever the circumstance was. Kansas City is not really a joke of a team. They've perennially, since Mahomes has been there, been in a championship game or been to the Super Bowl. They are been a contender every year. So I'm excited to actually see a potential good matchup. Now, if Mahomes isn't playing at his best, I think it'll just be the same thing. It's, you know, he is the heart and soul of that team. If he can't show up, if he's not there, but he's got two weeks, I think he will be there. And I think he'll put it all on the line. Um, The biggest storyline for me, though, is just the refing. Like, I'm very curious to see how the refing goes. It's been far too inconsistent for a lot of people. And I don't think anyone wants to see a Super Bowl again, decided by the refs.
0: Yeah, you guys talked about that on, on the weekend, obviously, or pardon me, on Thursday, um, this week about how you just felt like the, the refereeing has been questionable, let's say. I think there was some conspiracy theory talk as well about whether or not there's really some some dark hands and shadows and, you know, behind the curtain kind of stuff going on. But the, the, the reality is uh, the Super Bowl is always one of those games that's kind of it's two halves right you have the first half where it's, some teams don't show up right away or both teams don't show up. we've seen a lot of slow starts in the super bowl it's got that really long halftime with the show and then the second half is like its own little football game um so when you th- when you look at these two teams which team do you think has the advantage just in terms of the stage obviously we know mahomes has been here more recently jalen hurts has not been here yet but a lot of these guys on the eagles i think some of their veterans maybe are still th- around from from the previous championship where they they were able to beat brady like who do you give the edge to? We know where Vegas has put them put the line, but who do you give the edge? To? I'm not asking you for your pick yet, but like how do you see this part playing out? And then I'm gonna let Braden and Elliott in on it.
1: I think the advantage mentally has to be Kansas City. Everything's going for them. Like they are the favorite team. They've been there, they know what to do. All their all their players are experienced in these big games. Now I'm gonna give you my pick. I'm gonna take the Eagles just because two things. I love watching history repeat itself. I think we had the same NBA winners. We had the same, um, uh, baseball winners. And if the the Eagles win, we'll have the same, um, NFL winners as we did a few years back. So that'd be a trifecta there, which I like. Um, but also, I just like the the underdogs. I always take the underdogs, the people who've been counted out. And I know I've mentioned it before on our podcast about Jalen Hurts. Pete, a lot of people didn't think he was good. He lost out for the MVP to Mahomes. Um, so I think he's got a lot more to prove, and I think he's fully capable of proving it. And I think everybody on his team is as good as anybody on the um, on the Chiefs. So I think they definitely have the potential. It's just it's the mental game. It'll come down to the mental game whether they believe they can hang. And I think they can't. They do believe they got the uh, the faith in themselves.
0: All right, Elliot, I'll let you in on this now. What are you looking forward to Sunday? What gets you, what gets you up for this game? You know, where's your uh, focus?
3: Well, the Super Bowl is the sports spectacle of the year. And there's a number of narratives and competing narratives that go into it. Generally, this year, the narrative is all around Patrick Mahomes and his health and whether he's going to be able to move or not. And I think that's going to have an outsized impact on this game. I think you're going to see a lot of schemes from Philadelphia's defense that's going to push him out of the pocket. They're going to see if he can and he will be able to move. And whether he is or he isn't is really going to have a huge impact psychologically and potentially from a scoring standpoint on this game. And I think everyone's going to be watching that. Everyone wants to know and if Philadelphia is is able to apply that pressure and get him to move, then that will be will be that will be the story. And that's where where the game will start from a psychological game to start. And we know this is a game of momentum. So I'm really looking forward to that first quarter. Generally, it's sloppy football. But if Philadelphia clearly is going to attack Mahomes, wants him to move, and it's going to be interesting to see if he can, and how that will dictate the momentum for the rest of the game.
0: All right, Braden, round us out here. Super Bowl this Sunday. You're there to sit there on the couch and watch it. What do you want? What do you want out of this game?
2: I want, um, uh, well, I want a good football game. I'm just thrilled that there's a football game happening uh, um, after, or, you know, in the midst of uh, an amazing performance by Rihanna. It's her first time back to the stage in 10 years. Um, It's going to be fantastic. I think this is an epic, epic Super Bowl, and it will be headlined by Rihanna. Um, My pick is the Eagles. I think the Eagles to do this i i was i was really uh, not convinced mahomes was going to be able to get into the finals the fact that he and that team has is amazing i just don't think that is going to be able to hold up in the whole thing
0: all right well elliot let's finish this topic off here before we go to our picks topic because we've already got two guys making picks neither of them playing by the rules so puya you took the eagles Braden, you took the eagles elliot you going to be uh, the outlier here or are you taking the eagles
3: no, of course I'm going to be the outlier. Why not? I think it's going to be a triumphant victory for Patrick Mahomes on the back of Patrick Mahomes. Not only will he be the MVP, but he's going to throw four touchdowns. Actually, wow. he's going to throw three touchdowns and he's going to rush for one to say F you about my ankle. <laughs> and,
2: uh, it's It'll be a one yard rush. It's going to be a G's victory. I like it.
0: All right. Uh, all right. Let's leave it there. That's topic two. Hey. Are you looking for a brand new podcast? Well, trust me, look no further than the Ellipses Thinking Podcast, a presentation of the Ordinary Podcasting Network. Greg Deller-Coltman sits down every other week with an interesting and creative person to talk about the journey that they are on through their own creative process. You can find the Ellipses Thinking Podcast everywhere you get your podcasts. All right. Well, topic three was supposed to be our Super Bowl picks and prop bets. We've done our Super Bowl picks. That's fine. It gives us a little more time to do some of these prop bets. I always like playing this game because it's one of the funnest parts of the whole Super Bowl experience. There's always these ridiculous... Uh, prop bets that Vegas and the, the betting books offer. Um, and you can go and you can find these, you know, just these odd lines and weird things, put a little bit of money down. So we're, I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to play a little game here. I'm going to give you some prop bets. You can each make a pick on it and we'll keep track of it. You know, maybe next week we'll, we'll, we'll sort of see who did, who did the best. So the first one up is before the games even started, Chris Stapleton country music superstar is going to sing the U S national anthem. The, Length of the anthem is a very popular prop bet. The question is the average length of the national anthem. The American national anthem is two minutes and five seconds. So the question it's an over under does Chris Stapleton put his own twist on the whole thing. And does he go over two and a half or two, 2.5 minutes, or does he, you know, get down to business, make it nice and quick, nice and tidy. And is it under two and a half, pardon me, 2.5 minutes. Braden. Taking the over, or the under, two minutes.
2: I'm taking over. Chris Wilson's a bit of a me kind of guy, and I and I have a feeling he will indulge in that. All right, Puya, you going over or under two minutes?
1: Over for sure. He they country guys sing slow, and I think this guy's known for singing slow.
0: All right, Elliot, you want to be the outlier again?
1: Absolutely not.
3: Not on this one. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the Super Bowl. I think the over oh, should be three minutes, and I probably yeah, still think. Yeah. That.
0: Okay, I'm going to take the under just for fun. I think he does it in two minutes and two seconds. Okay, uh, next up is the coin toss. This is even simpler. Heads or tails, Puya, what you got? Tails. Okay, Braden. Heads. Heads. Elliot?
3: I mean, the real question is, are you even going to be able to tell what the, is a head and what's a tail on these coins? Like, they're just always ridiculous and over the top.
0: Tails?
2: The rest will decide. I'll take. All right. I'll take heads with Braden.
0: Okay. Next. Uh, This is, this is kind of a funny one this. I've only got two options for you. It depends how well, you know, both of these two teams. Let's find out here. Who will be the first player that they, the, you know, production truck cuts to on the sidelines during the anthem tears, rolling down their face, moved by the emotion of the star spangled banner. Will it be Travis Kelsey or AJ Brown? yeah, who so two you got? Options? Those are the only two options Vegas is giving you.
1: Oh, out of those two, I'm going Kelsey.
0: Okay, Puya's taking Kelsey. Braden, who you got?
2: I'm taking Kelsey too. Uh, either one of them. I know that. I know that the other Kelsey brother isn't uh, one of the options, but I think that there's going to be a lot of focus and narrative media attention on those guys. Elliot, there's nothing the NFL loves more
3: than a black man singing the anthem. I'm going to AJ Brown.
0: All right. <laughs> Uh, I'll go with Kelsey as well. Bigger name, bigger star. Um, And he's a character. All right, let's jump ahead to Braden's favorite part of the entire show. We got the Super Bowl uh, halftime. Uh, One of the most popular bets is the first song she's going to sing, but there's far too many options, so we're not going to play that game. Instead, we're going to go with um, what color do you think Rihanna's first outfit in the halftime is going to be? I'm going to give you four options. Black. Gold, silver, or white. Brady, oh, what you got? Black,
2: I'm going gold, with... silver,
0: oh, or white.
1: Oh
2: boy. I'm going with
0: black. All right. Braden's taking black. Puya, what do you got?
1: Going with black, but I don't think it's gonna be any of those. I think it's gonna be a lot more colors.
0: Okay, fair enough. You can take the other. I'll give you the other. How about that? Other. The other. I like that. Yes. All right. Elliot, what do you got?
3: Yeah, I'm going other too. I'm gonna to say sequence. They're really yeah, but
0: sequence is a texture, that's not a color. Mm
2: rihanna
0: and sequins all right elliot's going with sequins whatever color that is uh i'll go with gold i have no idea all right uh two more here well actually it's really just one more because we were going to do picks but here's the big one we've already picked our winners so the big question is um how many times throughout the course of the game does that camera truck cut to roger goodell in his box okay and it's it's an over under twice. This feels like easy easy money. But does anyone want to take the under here? Really, Elliot, you taking the over the this under? Is,
3: this is during
0: the game, like not during not. the game, not the post game, obviously, because he's on the field the, in his box. You know, sitting there eating nachos. They catch him sometimes in those like awkward moments where he's making some face about something out of context. Over under twice. We see Roger Goodell in the in the owner's box
3: during the game. I'll take the under.
0: Wow. Okay. Uh, Puya.
2: No, I'm going over. Uh, and Braden. I'm gonna take under as well. I think they can right, find over. other things to. Okay. To last out.
0: one here. Uh, and this is a big one. We all we've all made our picks on who you think is winning, right? And those are you know the, some good picks. But here's the big one: when they win, what color Gatorade is being dumped on the head coach? This is a this is a, a classic. Here are your colors: blue, red. White or clear, I guess, like the the nondescript. It's basically just water. Purple or other. Red, blue, purple, clear or other. Elliot, you what were right it? last year.
3: Yeah, last year, what was it? I was right. Was it purple or was it? Yeah, clear? I think it was. I'll go clear.
0: Clear. Okay. Puya.
1: If Philly wins, clear. If the Chiefs win, orange. That's what I'm going with. Yeah, that's a good.
2: All right, Braden. I'm going with that berry blitz, that blue. blue. All right.
0: And I will take purple because it won last year. All right. Um, thank you guys for doing this. I really appreciate your, your time Puya. I hope you had a little bit of fun with us here. Uh, I will, uh, we, we will uh, keep track. There's no prize here other than bragging rights, I guess for next year, but I, I have all of your uh, picks down. So next week we'll find out uh, who won and who didn't. Um, as a quick, uh, just as we as we wrap it up here, obviously, Puya, Tyler, you guys are going to have a your own Super Bowl preview this Thursday. So just give us a sense of what you guys think you're going to talk about. What's what are the big things for that? You know, what do you? What, here's the question. I know Tyler usually leads you into the the Hornets nest with with you know hot takes, but you have the floor. He's not here. Look, you got like your own timeout right now. Okay, tell me why. Tell me what you want Tyler to talk about and what you know he, he he doesn't want to deal with.
1: Well, there's kind of a misconception that Tyler leads me into stuff. I send him all this stuff off the air and then he just sets it up. That's all.
0: All right. I all right. He gets there a little go. more
1: credit than than I get, but I send him a lot of these facts beforehand. And he just takes credit for the facts. And I'm cool with that. That's just the dynamic of the show. But I think we're leaning towards a lot more of our personal lives inter, inter uh, interweaved into the super bowl like because i a lot of these stories everybody already knows right you open up instagram you open up the news on the super bowl you're going to see everything there's nothing we're going to tell you that anybody else doesn't know so we'll just try and make it a little more entertaining and add our personal flair to it that's all
2: all right
0: all right and that for example I, I i as if listeners haven't listened already there was a conversation last week about uh, wrestling animals in the wwe i believe and uh, determining whether or not that's... Anyway, you should go listen to their show. It's really, really good. Check it out wherever you get your podcast. It's running down the clock. Puya, really appreciate your time. Thank you for joining us. Elliot, Braden, as always, thanks for being here. And for everybody else out there, uh, we appreciate it. Enjoy the Super Bowl this Sunday. Um, let us know your uh, picks for all of our uh, prop bets, or if you've got even better prop bets, something really weird and out there. Hit us up on Instagram or Twitter. Let us know what you think. And as always, thank you for listening. That was Hatrick. Hatrick is a member of the Ordinary Podcasting Network. It's produced every week by Jordan Dyler Coltman and Braden Dyler Coltman. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Thanks for listening.